All right. This is the slant and go. Um, oh, we back, fam. We back. Hello. 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 It's been four months, so we're back. <laughs> well, we we uh, you know, we both we both need a lot of sleep. So we sleep for about three months. <laughs> like fucking Rip Van Winkle or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy hibernation, NFL hibernation goes it's on. Been, it's been three days short of exactly four months. So that only shows you that not only shows you that we're lazy, but we are also poor planners. Like we we co- you can't we couldn't have waited three days. Now we're. I know, right? Uh, that would have been yeah. That would have been so kind of uh, I don't know, something. Anyway, so this is episode fourteen. Hey, getting there. I know. That's like as much as most podcasts do in like, you know, eight months. Mm. <laughs> when was our first one? Here on the website. Let's see. Our first one. I think it was the summer of uh, like 97. Episode one. 97. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit on my computer. Snuck, snuck that one on you. <laughs> it was actually uh, April 4th. Yeah. 2014. Dang. Only 14 episodes. How? How? Four, four fucking years. How is it possible that we've <laughs> we? How is it possible that we've gotten this much worse? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and actually, before we did our first episode, we had like several posts for the blog. Anyway, if anybody's interested, if Craig, if you're interested, go to the slantandgo.com. Yeah, redirect to Tumblr, but that's where all of our stuff is. So, um. Yeah, we used to actually kind of blog on there a little bit too. Oh man, we used to be so much better than we are now. Like, <laughs> oh well, that's all right. I feel like we've had some good episodes lately. Yeah, um, when you uh, when you take as long as you do between them, I guess we got to. <laughs> well, because we're spending that entire time planning and clearly just bringing out the best. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right. Oh so, man! Whatever. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. Greg. Go. All right. We do need to get Paul on here next next episode, maybe. Paul, we miss you, Paul. Yep. I'm going to send this episode as a file to Just him. Directly to him. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, so what are we talking about today? Uh, you know, let's see uh, here. It's it's heading into week four of the preseason, so we're almost there. So starters have played. They're not going to play again, probably most of the starters. Yep. Right? The dress oh, rehearsal okay. is done. Right. Yeah, right. That's uh, week three's overly yeah. used phrase that everyone says. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so now, that, I mean, at this point, like last weekend, I mean, I saw some interesting things yeah. going on in the first half of, of games, you know, because that's, oh. that's the ones against the ones, right? No, oh, yeah. So, like, I didn't expect to see the Bengals beat up on the Bills like they did. Mm-hmm. But they just, like, Apparently, just you know, I mean, I actually kind of tuned in like towards the end of the first half, but yeah. they were up by you know, God knows how many points, and apparently just like running like a machine. Which, in some ways, that's surprising. In other ways, it's like this is like something that they do is kind of tease you into thinking they're good. But, uh, <laughs> Arizona had a really good game too, right? So, yeah, who did who did they play? Arizona played. Uh, they played a, a a team I won't speak of. <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast uh, oh no they played oh, uh they played the cowboys oh the cowboys look terrible except for um what the hell is randy gregory doing back in randy <laughs> doing back in the league that guy is trash isn't he the, he's the guy who got suspended for like beating up his girlfriend or something or? yeah i think he was one of many that started that or was in the first wave of that really becoming like a um a high visibility 
thing yeah. uh, pre-draft. I thought, I thought he was kind of toxic, and then there, there he is, like, getting a paycheck. Well, I mean, leave it to Dallas, right? They just – Jerry Jones will always take a risk on a player just based purely on talent and say, hey, if we put him in the right environment, we can make this work, uh, whatever he says. Uh, and that's just how it works. I mean, look, look at Dez right now. Dez is not on a team, and that's only partially because he doesn't want to be on maybe the Ravens or whoever else offered him an early Brown, contract. Brown, but yeah. you tell me teams aren't banging on the door to get Dez right now? They're not. But he just – he's not the same player he was. Um, uh-huh. He wants, like, a prove-it deal, which actually I'm not sure why more teams aren't taking the shot on that. But that, um, seems, that seems to me like it would be perfect for the Pats. Like, they would only want it for a year or two anyway, right? Yeah, but maybe he doesn't – Maybe Why would maybe, he not want to go to the Pats? Well, so I thought this too, right? Um, a while back, and one of my uh, this is all for Craig, by the way. One of my fantasy, co- one of my, yeah. Let's we got to plug, you know, we got to plug. Keep Craig listening. This is just smart radio, really. Uh, I thought about that too. I was like, why isn't Des just? Why isn't New England just go get him? Like, what's the deal? Then uh, one of my one of my buddies brought up, you know, hey, like, yeah, obviously it worked with Randy Moss, and that's what everyone thinks of when they're like, oh, just go to the Patriots and you just go be a baller, mm-hmm. but. Like, uh, right after Randy Moss did it, Chad Ochocinco Johnson did it. And mm. I, I had the same presumption. I was like, oh, well, just worked for Randy. Tom's going to get the best out of this guy. Boom, he's going to crush it. He could barely pick up the playbook. He was, like, barely on the field. Yeah, Maybe Dez isn't, like, some offensive dynamo. And maybe he's not that great of a route runner. And he's always won the 50-50 balls because that's what he well, do. He's physical, yeah. Yeah. But um, it seems like they could use him. I mean, can you imagine like Dez and Gronk going off out on the same side in the red zone? True. You know what I mean? Like just, just you throw like, a, I don't, yeah. throw balls up and those guys go get him. Like I don't think it's ridiculous for them to try him out, but I don't know. Maybe they're just like, hey, maybe they want to. They don't want to pay five million a year. Or, yeah, maybe they're like, we got Chris Hogan. Edelman's coming back. Like, what? What's going to happen when everybody's back and running? What are we they, doing with Dez? They uh like Decker retired right, so now there's yeah. kind of a hole there. So they there yeah. might be room for a veteran, but anyway, yeah. That, and I I didn't actually read the article. I saw some headline where they're like, it doesn't make sense for the Pats for you know, you know, click our our stupid site. Oh where god, where we're gonna pop up a million things. On we got to get into that, man. Four years, we haven't made any money on this. We gotta <laughs> we gotta do something. <laughs> I don't, you've made like what like how much money you made from your um your articles that you write? I don't I don't discuss figures, man. Okay, Come all right, fine. Okay, Jesus. anyway. You know? When you yeah. haven't made anything, you don't need to discuss figures. <laughs> You're a professional sports writer. Yeah, um, you are the talent on this on this uh, podcast. So, <laughs> are you are you trying to butter me up for some other podcast? <laughs> I don't know about. You trying to make sure I'm locked in? <laughs> trying to butter you up for the fantasy draft? Oh, ah, uh, you had to go there, man. Why did he? Yeah, on not, air? I'm on not, air? Are you gonna just tell people that you don't want to be my friend? Is that what? That's not what it is. Come on! Oh, actually, this is perfect. I I want I want all of the listener to know uh, what. Craig, okay, Craig, I'm not I'm not playing fantasy this year. Okay, explain yourself to Craig, please. Craig doesn't care. Craig loves me no matter what. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, then explain yourself but, to me because right um, now I'm having trouble. I don't know. Actually, it's already been different. You know, I've been watching. I've actually watched most of the games, not no. live, obviously, because you can't do that. But um, you know, going by whichever the whatever the $99 thing is from NFL.com. Is. Game, game Pass, yeah. Game Pass. So I've gone back and, like, watched 
so far in the preseason, probably 80% of the games. Yeah. So it's not that I'm not interested in following all the teams. No. But, like, it's a little bit different just, like, not, not being concerned about fantasy and not being concerned, like, kind of on a level. Like, I'm, I'm much more focused on the Seahawks, on my team, mm-hmm. kind of watching them for how they're going to match up against other teams as opposed yeah. to individual players, you know, like, oh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just a different orientation. I, you've taken a break at some point, haven't you? Or not? No. No. <laughs> okay. I haven't stopped playing fantasy football since, like, 1998. <laughs> wow. All right. Somehow, I feel like you, you balance it better, though. Like, you, you have your team. You, it's a football thing when you're watching your team. And then when you're watching anybody else, it's, like, a, it's a fantasy thing. It's always been that, you know, I'll take, a, I'll take a, a win for the Niners over my fantasy teams. It doesn't matter if I go over in all my leagues. I know that would be awful, and I'd be serving a lot of beer at these drafts <laughs> but, uh, and wearing all kinds of ridiculous get-ups and stuff. But, you know, it's just the way I've always approached it, and, and that's made it easier at times uh, to balance having multiple leagues because mm-hmm. I've also been in like kind of four leagues minimum for mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, got up to six there for a while. And everyone's always like, how do you do it? I'm like, listen, it's just scheduling the draft. That's the problem. The rest of it's just managing lineups. It's not that hard. Um, Or, I mean, I I guess I'd probably make it look harder than it is, but it's not. (laughs) It's not. Well, I mean, at that point, you have to kind of pay attention to everybody anyway, right? So it's just – you already kind of have that that set of data in your head, so it's just making decisions across the six teams, right? Right, right. So all of that was not an explanation as to why you're not playing. That was really just a – summation of the fact that you're not playing oh well i guess the explanation is just i'm kind of going for like what i'm what i'm optimizing for i guess is the ability mm-hmm. to focus on the seahawks as a team how they do as a team as opposed to so, like yeah. paying attention to a bunch of teams and like how all these individuals are doing so you waited right until the legion of boom disbanded to uh... <laughs> so this is interesting though because yeah the legion of boom got blown up blowed up yeah. And probably Earl's gone. I mean, I, I can't imagine him playing for the Seahawks this year because um, it just doesn't seem like there's the will to get the deal done. And, you know, so, yeah, this, it's like a rebuilding year maybe. But I've actually been really impressed with what they've done in the preseason. Like there are some young dudes coming in there who are hungry. And they're, it's one of the things, like, you establish a winning tradition and you, you bring in new people and they, they try to live up to that tradition, you know. I mean, the salary cap does this. You have to retool at some point, whether it's a full-on reset or whatever you want to call it, rebuild, um, or it's just kind of like plugging in a couple players here. You lose a couple guys, these things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's the nature of it. So it happens. So I will, uh, all, all joking aside, it's not a full rebuild, right? Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, when you have a quarterback, it's not a full rebuild. Right. Because clearly, clearly Seattle has one. Um, you still got players that you can build around, whether it's, specifically on offense or defense. Obviously, Bobby Wagner is still still what he is. Um, and, yeah, you get guys like Earl, Michael Bennett, you know, Sherm. They, these guys leave. Mm-hmm. That happens. But, I mean, Shaq Griffin mm-hmm. um, getting, getting Shaquille, a – Shaquille Griffin, that was too. Right, there's yeah. – every everyone named Shaq or Griffin is on that team. <laughs> um, and, Shaquille you know – Griffin is a, a baller. I mean, he, just watching him last year, I right, could tell he was future pro bowler. Yep. This season, there were a couple of plays where he got he got beat, but you could just see in his eyes like 
that's not going to happen again. But he was also thrust into the lineup, and he pretty much stayed mm-hmm. his starter the rest of the way through. So that tells yeah. you that he's got like the, the the mental makeup and everything that you need to, and can can still play in the league. Um, yeah. Obviously, and so there's that. So they're not starting from scratch, right? Like, mm. I mean, in the last 18 years, I've watched the Niners start from scratch twice. So mm. like, you know, it, it happens. Um, it's not nearly that. And I guess the real question for me is how long is Pete Carroll going to stick around? Um, he's had coordinators and, and people in his system leave, get other jobs. I don't know if the air parent is there right now. Maybe it's not. Um, well, I, he's, I have to say, like, those, those assistants that he picked up. So Ken Norton and um, Schottenheimer. Like, yeah. those guys, I was not excited about either of them. Yeah. Just based on kind of their, their records in previous roles, you know. Right, right. Um, but the team has played pretty well. And – like the running game, like if, if Chris Carson and Rashad Penny stay healthy this season, I mean, I think they're like the, they're actually have a shot. I mean, it's not, not a shot. I mean, a shot at like at being a decent team. <laughs> like yeah. not, I don't think they're going to come anywhere close to winning the division or anything like that. But, right. you know, they're, they're going to be competitive with that, that, like that kind of running game. Chris Carson reminds me a lot of Kurt Warner, like back in the day, the old Kurt yeah. C- C- Kurt with a C. Yep. Yep. Rashad Penny. I mean, I've only I've actually only seen the guy carry the ball a couple times. So I was like, yeah. oh, "Holy crap!" I would not. No, want he's to that guy. he's a, he's pretty he's pretty dynamic. I yeah. watched him watched him in college. I was following running backs a lot this year because uh, the last few seasons of college football, just because the dearth of talent that was there. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't just you know, it wasn't just like the the guys that blew up last year that came out of nowhere, like Hunt and Kamara or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fournette a couple of years ago, you're watching Saquon Barkley <laughs> last year. You're watching Zeke before that, Gurley. Right, Melvin Gordon. There's been a lot of running back talent, so kind of a position I've had my eye on for for in college for a while. And Penny's like he he's you can cheer those guys however you want. He's in the conversation because he's he's a dynamic dynamic player. And uh, Schottenheimer, I haven't followed him as much as of late, um, but knowing about um, kind of the offenses he used to run at some of his previous stops, he pounds the he pounds a rock. That's his yeah. thing run the ball a ton. Right. And when you got Russell, that makes the most sense too. You let him go play action, get him out in space and let him do his friend Tarkenton thing that frustrates me to no end. Uh, and, and, and go from there. Right. So yeah, you, you pull um, the linebackers and safeties up and then he goes over the top or whatever. The, it makes sense. Carson looks to me like he is a shifty kind of back. Like he's, he's going to just break tackles in the open field. And Penny, I've never seen a, a running back run so compact. He was like, he gets down to this little ball, yeah. and he's only like four four, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like you do not want to get in that guy's way. Yeah. So that gives me a little bit of hope. And the you know Shaquille on on defense, like there's a couple of pieces on defense. So I don't think we're going to be terrible. I was a little worried this in the off season that we were going to be terrible. Even the line has played played better in the third game. Yeah, you know I think we're you know we're on a t- group text, and in the second game I was like Jermaine Effetti is terrible, but he actually he did pretty well in the last game. So. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, it could be worse. Anyway, that's the whole thing about that, like me not playing fantasy, is that I just, just want to focus on the Seahawks for a year, you know, kind of like just like get the kind of attachment to a team back because it's been a while since I had that, you know, switching to the racist team from Washington and then back to the Seahawks. And Yeah, I mean – <laughs> it could be worse. You could still be associated <laughs> with Washington, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, you got to be excited about your Niners, though. Uh, excited for sure. I, I do have to say it's going to 
they, they've got to be more fun to watch uh, this year um, just by what we've seen. But um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the offense, obviously. Um, Shannon at the helm, that was kind of, I think, the direction they needed to be running in. Um, but also – when you have to have a quarterback too. I mean, when you got a quarterback, it just gives you a chance, and it just gives so much like life to the offense too. I think that's what the five game stretch and the year last year really, really proved to to me and a lot of people is just you know the same O line that was getting battered and just getting wrecked, and C.J. Beathard was getting torpedoed every game. Uh, all of a sudden, Grapple comes in, moving the chains. Mm-hmm. Guys that are allowing like a sack or two a game are not no longer allowing sacks because. Rappel's getting rid of the ball. He's getting, you know, they're making him who they can expand the offense. I don't know. Whatever it is, that it factor, that's what you felt. So we'll see. I mean, injuries have already kind of played a part. Um, you know, see, uh, Matt Brito is a backup. I think a, a guy that kind of does fit or really does fit the, the Shannon system. Um, you need you need to have that balance to do what the offense wants to do. Brita got banged up right away in preseason. Um, they brought in your old friend, Alfred Morris. Oh, uh, yeah. And he came in and he hit the ground running, and he's, he was able to, like, put his head down, get a couple nice runs. He had some called back uh, – or some good runs that were called back even. Um, you know, he almost went for a hundo the other day. Uh-huh. And, I mean, still got it. He's 29. Um, so, uh, he knows the offense. His best year was his rookie year with the Shanahan's back in Washington. Yep. Um, so added, added depth and added a little locker room veteran presence. Always nice. Um, they're trusting a lot of McKinnon to be the feature back. Um, he got a little calf deal. Um, he's been sitting out. They're, they're resting him at that point. But there's there's guys – there are guys on this offense that I think are going to be able to really do some things. Um, people are real pumped on on the connection George Kittle and Ricky tied in from last year had with Garoppolo to close out the year. Kittle got banged up. Uh-huh. waiting for him to come back. Um, you know, like players getting getting dinged up is a is a problem in, in preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll probably well, I think we'll go get more to that later. But my concern with the Niners is really is really their defense because mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, you can have a great offense just putting up a bunch of points and doing all that. But when it comes to closing out games, I mean, I just feel like that's going to be the issue for them, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be like oh, close out, have the ball last, win it there. It's going to be like we've got a lead. Uh, let's get off the field on third down for yeah. this drive Make or stop. Yeah. steal the ball or get a sack or whatever. Like those are the things that close out games that I'm, I'm worried they're not going to be able to do maybe early on, maybe not the whole year. Um, so we'll see. Uh, That's pretty wild though, because I mean, it wasn't very long ago that the defense was the strength of the team. Yeah. Well, and totally right. Totally right. Um, but you know, there aren't, there aren't Patrick Willis's and young Navarro Bowman's and Justin Smith's uh, everywhere. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the guys that can help you close out games, you know, like Eric Reed, th- Eric Reed. I mean, they pick up, you know, Dante Whitner was a pro bowl safety for the Niners. Um, prior, uh, after he left, Antoine Bethea was a pro bowl safety for the Niners. I think like they were able to plug in like players around because they had so much talent up front. Um, you know, Alden Smith before he forgot how to be a normal functional human being, uh, I think he, he had, you know, an amazing rookie year where he was only playing rotationally, and he still had 13 sacks, I think. Um, so that like was, that, 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 there was like that year or two where the linebacking core of San Francisco was just phenomenal. I mean, it was just like out of their minds. I mean, Patrick Willis, you can put his stats up wherever you need to. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, and Bowman was arguably a more a better 
more athletic version of him for yeah. the most part before he just before his knee got wrecked. Yeah. Um, uh, and so just, you don't get that all the time. You don't get two. It's hard to have one name, the middle linebackers in the league that are like, they'll win a game by themselves. There's maybe only a handful. Mm-hmm. And for a time being, the Niners had two of them. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's just really rare. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen all that much. I yeah. mean, you know, it's part of what makes like you took at some of the other defenses in the league that have like that type of top heavy talent on defense. Denver just, I think, could have it with Nick Chubb and Von Miller wreaking yeah. havoc. You got Watt and Clowney if they could stay on the field together, like yeah. totally disruptive. I mean, it's 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 of that level, right? Um, and yeah, that was the window. That was a great time. But getting to that defense, I mean, it took years and years and years of drafts mm-hmm. and free agency and stuff to get there. It's it's really hard to do that overnight. So that's mm-hmm. my concern with the Niners is that um, the, what they desperately need is is a just a pass rushing presence. I think they can hurry up some plays. They can impact some plays. But it's the sack, like closing the deal that they haven't been able to do yet. We'll see if they have some guys that can get a couple sacks, um, make it work. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's going to remain to be seen. If they can do that, I think they're in it in terms of the NFC. I think they're, they're, they're capable of being in it. Mm-hmm. But it's those two things, man. Can you close out games on, with your defense? Mm-hmm. And can you um, – can you just just not get sucked up in all the noise that everyone's surrounding you with with the hype? Like this is the bad part of finding a quarterback in the way that they did. Right. With Jimmy is everything's scrutinized. Everything's like he's under a microscope. Expectations are through the roof. You got, well, all second, that year, second year coach and, and GM too. You know, it's just like yeah. Sure so yeah. so excited, yes, obviously, but I'm still trying to keep it in relative you know practicality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the difference between going ten and six and eight and eight is these two games that you slip away yeah. or can't close out or whatever it might be, you know? So we'll that see. It happens a lot, though. I mean, it's like a lot of times the team that makes the playoffs is the one who they won two or three games by, you know, less than three points, and the ones who don't make it are the ones who lost those games, you know? Right, so It's right. just a very competitive league. So That's why we love it. Yeah, that's right. But that's we'll see. That's why you play the games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, see. we'll see what happens. Um, okay. It's going to at least – should at least be fun. So I have, a, I have some predictions. Yeah. Yeah. So one of them, I mean, we'll start with the NFC, NFC West because. Why? Do you want to talk about them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I think like San Francisco's going to be so much improved. Yeah. And, you know, if they were in, there's probably three or four divisions in the league where if they were in those, those, those divisions, they would win the division. But because the Rams are so freaking deep. I think, uh, I think the Rams yeah. take take the NFC West. I mean, I think that's it. San Francisco still gets in on a wild card, you know, berth. But um, I just think the Rams. Whew, man. Yeah. And I mean, a pass, pass rush alone. Yeah. You know, if they well, uh, if they get Aaron Donald on the field, but yeah. Yeah, and I think there's. Uh, I mean, there's just they're they're stacked. I mean, it's not it's not. There's no reason to to dance around it. They're they're stacked. But my question is, usually when you've seen, let's say, the last five, ten years, call it, mm-hmm. um, when you've seen a team spend this much in free agency, particularly on, like, a defense, yeah, how often has it worked? Like, how often has it actually panned out? We had the Eagles do it a couple years ago. Yeah. You had the Giants do it a couple years ago. The Giants defense is, it did take a step, but it took, like, two years to get there. So my, um, my, data, my data point is the racist team from Washington – when yeah. they added um, Bruce Smith 
and Deion Sanders. True. And they were terrible. True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there was the, you know, there was the, the arms race that uh, uh, Denver and New England were constantly in for yeah. the latter part of Peyton's career, uh, where it's like, where's Tlaib switching sides, Welker switching sides, all that stuff. But Denver already had a sick defense. They already had yeah. Vaughn and DeMarcus Ware and all this stuff. They, they got those guys, at least. They had Vaughn Miller and they added other pieces, but they weren't starting from scratch, right? So not that – and I guess not that the Rams were either, but they – they had Donald, and then they traded away Alec Ogletree. Um, they added Sue, they, and all these guys, they two corners. But there's so much personality in that defense, too. And mm-hmm. your defensive coordinator, who's a brilliant mind, like one of my favorite coordinators yeah. uh, that I've seen, uh, with, with Wade Phillips, who's he, who's he going to – who's he going to, like, locker room? Like, he's not. He's, there's, there's, everyone that knows about Wade Phillips knows he's like, is he going to command respect from these guys he's other like than excellent, his resume? He's guy, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's kind of milk toast otherwise, is my impression. <laughs> I mean, not to – had a couple beers. But anyway, um, not to, like, you know, dance around it. But he seems yeah. like he's, he's not a guy who takes control of that. He's, yeah, he's, so – He people up. He puts them in good positions. But he's – like, those, those personalities might be bigger than he is. And maybe that's all he has to worry about, right? But you also need like a leader on your defense to be like, hey, "Everybody, shut up and listen to me," or mm-hmm. "Let's get our let's get our head out of, heads out a, of our asses." And yeah, is it a problem that both Donald and Sue are there because they're both that kind of guy? They're both alphas for sure. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that could be a problem? Do you think that is going to be fine? Like, well, I think I think Donald backs it up more than Sue does. Sue is a sure. disruptive player, but he's also. I, I, Donald's one of the best players in football. He's not oh, just yeah. one of the best defenders, right? Absolutely. And but Sue is like a little bit more attitude than than talent. He's than substance. immensely yeah. talented. But right. I don't know if those two of them can actually work together and be yeah. on the field at the same time and stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, it's good because they got the calming presence of Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters there too. So that's yeah. that's good. Those guys keep it chill. That's a bunch keep of it control. On that defense. I mean, maybe that's what you want on defense too. I mean, I mean. I don't love throwing this term around or whatever, but swag seems to be what everybody talks about. Like, that defense has it. Whatever the f- hell you want to call swag, yeah. that defense has it. And that may or may not mean much to a lot of people, but that mentality of, like, nah, we're just going to come steal your lunch money, guys. Yeah, they have exactly. that. Oh, yeah. Well, and they'll eat your lunch in front of you, too. At least Sue will. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so who do you think is the better tandem? Do you think uh, Watt and Clowney? If they're both healthy or Donald and Sue? Great question. Uh, I think if I was – and you're splitting hairs. I mean, it's hard not to like all those guys. But I would just say Watt and Cloudy because I think Watt in particular can slide up and down the line a little bit more than maybe Donald can. Aaron Donald's probably disruptive wherever the hell you put him. Mm -hmm. Um, But he hasn't had to play out of position a lot. I guess they're both kind of inside guys, right? They're both kind of predominant, like, you know, DTs, right? Nose tackle, that, 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 that position. Whereas you could start Watt there and the next play he's kicked outside mm-hmm. to end. The next play he's dropped, he's at a 3-4. Um, and everything he does, Clowney can do. So it's, it's kind of nuts. Um, so I would say just for their versatility, I would take them. Um, but, <coughs> man, it's hard, it's hard not to take Donald and, and player B in any one of these two. I know, ten, right? like, You know, like, well, it's he's, just, just, he's just a monster. If those guys are on the field at the same time, you're not running. 
Yeah. It's just like you know what the you know what the offense is gonna do. Run it for your life, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that's my first prediction. Okay. Is <laughs> is the Ram yeah, see here we go. Uh, is Rams see you in four months. See you in four months, guys, when we finish our predictions. <laughs> and uh SF taking a wild card. So I think so in the NFC East, we'll go to the other mm. side of the country. I think Eagles they're gonna get pushed by Dallas. I mm. I wrote that before I saw this last game. Dallas was terrible yeah. in this game, I have to say. Anyway, I think the Eagles win the NFC what, uh, East. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of the division is crap. That's what I think. I, I, I don't, so I don't know if the rest of it's crap. I, I do think the Giants have these kind of like peaks and valleys of like every other year, like really kind of being like a actual contending that was, that team or like at least in the mix. <laughs> that was true during our last episode. Uh, yeah. Right. Been, um, That's the started the podcast. Yeah, right. Uh, but no, I just feel like I'm, whether or not you're always be like, oh, Eli's getting up there. He still turns the ball over, but all this stuff. Sure. I'll, I'm going to concede that. That's, that's fact. But you look at, they got an absolute elite player in Odell on the outside yeah, who just got sure. paid a bajillion dollars today. Um, oh, did it happen? You've got uh, today, yeah. Five, five years, 95 mil extension, 65 guaranteed. He's the highest paid receiver in football now. I would have um, done half that. I would have. Come on, man. <laughs> I do this podcast for less than that. <laughs> that's, that's true, yeah. A lot. I would do a lot, you know. Um, they got Odell, right? Elite, elite player. Mm-hmm. They got Evan Ingram, a hell of an athlete at tight end. I think they just barely figured out how to start to use him last year. Um, but an athletic like freak as well. Uh, you got maybe one of the best like athletic freaks we've seen in a long time in Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, and and all of this just combines to like, okay, so – and what else? Sterling Shepard's not a bad receiver, and he's yeah. who's going to cover him? Your whole defense has to pay attention to these other three guys. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna, Sterling Shepard's going to do whatever he wants out there if he's against – a lesser, a mediocre corner or whatever. Um, what does Eli have to do, really? Like, he's, he's just got to, oh, that guy's wide open. Throw it to him. Oh, that, that, I don't know what to do. Uh, Odell, just catch it, you know, upside down in your face mask somehow or something. Or, oh, no, let me just check it down to Saquon. Like, I just think the Giants have too much talent on, on offense to not at least be in the conversation in the NFC East. I do still think Philly wins. Mm-hmm. But I think I would pick the Giants to maybe win more games than Dallas. And yeah. I would pick Dallas after, to after maybe after week three of the of the preseason. I yeah. would definitely pick that. Yeah, and and da- with Dallas, there's just you know you don't know. Uh, it's all Zeke, right? Like Dak yeah. does his thing, but Witten's gone, Dez is gone. Mm-hmm. You you don't know who the number one receiver is. Is it Alan Hearns? Is it Michael Gallup, who's a rookie? Maybe that could work. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Um, you know, it's just it's just a lot of question marks. One of the, the one of their best O linemen uh, got. Uh, um, diagnosed with a, a disease right now. Yeah. He's getting treatment yeah. for that. Right. Could be out a couple of weeks, could be out a couple of months. We're obviously not, uh, you know, calling calling things in priority. Like, obviously, it's more important that he, you know, gets, oh, gets sure. like, treated and everything. That's obviously it. But, like, it does affect what Dallas is going to be able to do. I mean, he's a hell of a player. So, if running the ball was going to be what you're predicated on and you just lose one of your better alignment, there's going to be – a natural causation there, right? So I don't know uh, what the NFC East is really going to shake out as. I just have a feeling people think it's going to be a lot worse than it is. Um, and so then, I, know, I think Alex Smith is always underestimated. Um, you know, Washington could actually be better than I – I just don't expect very much from them. But 
No, I just I think on defense they're still they're still missing a lot of pieces and you know where does that get you when you got Philly in your division whose mm-hmm. offense just ran everybody last year, you know? Yeah, right. Um, Although let's Fultz, keep it rolling. Both didn't look didn't look very good in that last game. Just have yeah. to say. But yeah, I think the other shoe is kind of going to drop on Foles sooner rather than later. Um, it's too inconsistent. The, the league tends to catch up to things, man. Like our RPO really worked last year. Everyone was like, they were crushing it, but Wentz running RPO and Foles running RPO, they are different. Like you can do different things. Concepts are different. The routes are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point you're expecting Foles to just keep making bucket throws. And he's not been able to do that mm-hmm. for a longer stretch of time. Did it last year. Got it done. More power to him. Yeah. Um, you know, he, uh, We'll have to just see how it goes. I don't know how long Wentz is going to be out for either. He's practicing, but I don't know how much he's played in the preseason. I haven't paid attention to that. He hasn't played uh, at all you, in the preseason. I don't think he's played it. I didn't think he played at all. I wasn't sure. But um, you don't you don't know. He might take an extra week or two. Because it's when it's your knee, you got to see how it responds to soreness. You got to see, does it does it inflame? All this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, you don't want to read the same thing, right? I mean, so. No, he's your, French, he's your franchise quarterback. Yeah. Like, he's an MVP last year if he doesn't get hurt. Yep. So, um, so there's a couple other quick predictions prediction of the NFC. So, um, I have Minnesota winning the NFC North over Green yep. Bay. Um, I think Green Bay's not very deep. It's basically just Rodgers, you know. So, um, and then I have the Saints uh, winning the South over Atlanta and Carolina. I just don't. I think those are. I think they're both going to just have rough years for some reason. You know, like they're not. They don't seem like they have it kind of together. It's not like they're. But they need like kind of things to fall, like their their direction, and doesn't doesn't seem to be happening. But the Saints seem to be on kind of a roll and like have the have the attitude this year. I think I think the Saints are in their window right now, and it's not just because of Camaro and everything that happened last year. I think it's that they got studs on defense last year in the draft. Like Lattimore was shut down corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know their safety made a bad play in the NFC Championship game, but uh, he'll be all right. You know, he had it. He's had a great year prior to that. Um, they got some guys. You know, they brought in Manti Teo, shore up the middle. Like they've got they've got players on defense, which has never been the case for them, right? Except for when they won the Super Bowl, they right. had a defense. They were stealing the ball. They were getting sacks. They can do that. Cameron Cameron uh, Cameron Jordan is amazing, amazing defensive end. I think that keeps the breeze and their window open, you know, longer. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that pick. Um, the Falcons, I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like the Falcons peaked a while ago and they've they've stayed there. Like they haven't dropped off, but they can't seem to push it much further. We'll see. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's just, I don't know how the how in the hell, how <laughs> in the hell do you have Julio Jones and he gets three touchdowns and one of them's from Mohamed Sanu throwing a wide receiver pass? <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know. It seems like every um, play in the red zone you throw it to Julio Jones. But that's just I mean, I think I heard somewhere he got like he got like sixteen something targets inside the inside the ten or inside the five. Like I mean you only had three. That's that's kinda that's, weird. It's it is it is a bit of an outlier that he only had that many, obviously. He's not a huge touchdown guy. It's like six or seven's probably his max. But, but that's a far three. cry from it's a far cry from three, man. Three is like Yeah. You kidding me? Like he should be six to nine, like each year, I think. Yeah, and this is two years removed from the Falcons setting a record of uh, how many different players caught touchdowns on their team. Mm-hmm. So it's like they have players. It's not like they 
Well, and Ryan you know. could find him if he wants to. So yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know exactly who takes the other uh, wild card. Um, uh, San Francisco doing a wild card, and then okay. Green Bay, Atlanta, or Carolina. I mean, one of them has got to kind of. Yeah, see is so. Yeah, see is so deep. The NFC is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know when it dawned on me necessarily last year. might have been right before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I just remember looking at the bracket. And I was like, man, the AFC is kind of boring. But, uh, mm-hmm. dude, the NFC, these, these are some games we're about to see. Yeah. And I feel like that's just the way it turned. The AFC was the power for so long. Mm-hmm. Still very top-heavy, obviously, with the, with the, the Patriots. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the Patriots, I mean, who else is there? It's like the Texans. I think the Texans are going to actually outplay the Jags for the AFC South. I think if Deshaun winner, Watson stays healthy, then yeah, yeah they're That's making a, serious noise. I believe in I believe in Watson, and that, you know, then they have that crazy, you know, pairing of Watt and Clowney. So they have yeah, the defense yeah, through it. And yeah. I just think that Bortles, you know, like he has a low ceiling. He's too inconsistent. Man, just what I thought the light turned on for him last year. He looks like the same dude this preseason. Like mm-hmm. he's throwing bad picks. He's uh, not looking guys off. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think KC is going to win the AFC West, but I think that they're they're probably a year away. I think Mahomes needs yeah. a year before they can really take on the Patriots. Yeah, I would take a side bet uh, with uh, the Chargers winning over the over the Chiefs. Hmm. Um, I really just think, uh, you know, they've got they've got pass rushers. The Bills is a freaking monster. Melvin Ingram's a monster. They lost their corner, their shutdown corner, but they've been able to kind of keep finding guys. So I feel like it's going to kind of keep working. The thing with the Chargers is, and this is always the case, they either get hit with unfortunate injuries in the beginning Uh or they get hit with injuries in the middle (laughs) or they have a bunch of games where it's like they just somehow find a way to, like, lose either in the last second or overtime or something. Like, they have games that just get taken from them. They give them away whatever way you want to look at it. And maybe you don't win a division that way. So if Casey wins, I probably won't be that surprised. But if – all of those random outliers that keep having the Chargers don't happen. Mm-hmm. I can see them winning it. Um, Casey's got big question marks. You're handing the keys over to Mahomes, man, and you're gonna see what he does. Yard touchdown, dude! Back. That throw was <laughs> insane, and, and it looked like he let some of it off. Like he could have. He said he had more on it. Yeah. Oh no, he did. He well, did. Tyreek had to. Kill. So there's that, right? But Tyreek did have to slow down to get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, you throw it into a cheetah. You're just gonna. <laughs> yeah, I mean, big arm, fastest guy in the league. You know, they're obviously gonna yeah. like open up the field for everybody else. You know, so yeah. Um, I don't know. I just so we were talking before we started about kind of like I have this list of teams that I'm least interested in watching, and the Chargers are on that list. I mean, they're like maybe number two after maybe the Bengals or something. You know, it's like there are a couple teams that I just like, yeah. I could yeah. do something else or I could watch football. And there's like not very many teams I'd say about that. <laughs> yeah. The Chargers are one of them. It's just like, they're very not interesting to me. And I don't, you know, so it's interesting to hear like, they got some pass rush or whatever. Like maybe there's something to pay attention to there, but they're just kind of the same thing every year. It's like, Oh, we're about nine and seven and Oh, we might make the playoffs. It's like, well, that's nice. Like since yeah, they left, you know? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're definitely that team that's like ends up nine and seven, like you said, and they look back at their lead at their year and they easily four games or something that someone stole from them or they give away whatever the case and you're just like dude you could be 13 and three or you could be nine and seven like it's the biggest yeah. swing um but that's them yeah i agree i agree they 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 do end up being that team 
what we got to talk about the Raiders a little bit in the AFC West. I mean, Gruden's back. Yeah. Can the offense kind of find their 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 whatever rhythm that they lost, you know, most recently? Um, I, I can't say I'm on the on the Gruden chain on the Gruden train. It's been like, a conversation piece, man. Yeah. I mean, he I don't know. Maybe he brings a little bit of life. To, I mean, I kind of like the, you know, bringing back the old school like He's going to ground and pound. Or I don't know what he's going to do, but yeah. um, he's a bit of a rah-rah coach maybe. So um, he might get some people motivated for a little while. I just don't – I don't know. Like, I'm not sold. I don't, I don't know that he's the talent that's going to kind of push, put them over the top. Yeah, I also don't get how you don't walk in as, as Gruden or whoever – say anyone is the coach of the Raiders and go, hey, we got Khalil Mack. Let's not pay him. Let's see how that works out. <laughs> like the dude is just – He's everything you want in a defender. Yeah. And he's a, like, from what I've heard, you know, on the radio here and everything you hear about guys, how they are with the meeting in the locker room and everything. He's like a model citizen every which way. It's like, dude, just, you got to pay the guy. Like, what are you, you going to trade him? You're going to be that guy? You're going to trade Cleo Mack? I don't know what you would get for him. Maybe that changes the conversation a little bit, but dude, pay the guy. Like, yeah. and I've heard other things from my, my Raiders insiders out here mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, oh, they're waiting for Donald to get his contract so he can set the bar so Matt can go over it. I understand that, but you can't just wait forever. So what, the Rams hold all the keys now to every, like, top-end defender being paid in the league? Like, maybe they do, but the Rams are doing their own – they're doing this their own way, right? They're like, okay, Donald, you sit out. You'll be mad. That's fine. We're going to give other guys extensions. Todd Gurley gets paid. Brandon Cooks gets paid. They bring in Sue. They bring in other – it's like, we're just going to keep – doing our business and whenever you're ready to play along, we'll forget this figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like the Raiders are far off uh, with Mac mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't see how you tra- certain players never hit free agency. They never do great pass rushers, great receivers or the elite ones. How often do they hit the free agent market? They don't. Yeah. They're either old or they got paid a big deal and they're getting cap relief some way uh, by a team. That's it. Mm. Certain positions just never get out there. And I just don't see how you could let that happen if you're Gruden. Yeah. I don't know. So I actually realized I didn't really uh, – I didn't make a call on the AFC West. Uh, you said the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Sorry. KC wins the AFC. Good. I actually, it, was that, it was that boring. You forgot about it. It was kind of. But I actually stand by that because Denver's not a threat. I mean, they have a good defense, but they're not like – they're unsettled at quarterback. And... Well, they got Keenum, and uh, Keenum's yeah. Keenum's year last year. He should be a starter in the league. I think he played well enough to do that. And but he's, he's going to regress to the mean. That's the that's the thing with Keenum. Keenum, like he's he's had a long enough career that that was an outlier last year. I'd have to agree with that. Um, <laughs> at least, well, just I yeah. I assume that's what's going to happen. But uh they could have the they could have a very great find in a in a rookie running back and they've got still got receivers that can move and they've got not only that they've got guys behind each receiver that can be the next guy like the next version of that guy right they've got a guy behind Demarius Thomas that looks like the same guy he looks like he's Demarius Thomas it's I don't know who's out there like his stunt and, yeah and then they got um a guy behind Emmanuel Sanders that can stretch the field and works a great slant route and posts and everything and like you're like, what the hell? Did you just clone both these guys? How'd you get them? And so, yeah, maybe Keenum regresses to the mean, but maybe he just has to be the mean in order for it to work. 
Yeah, I, I mean, know. that's fair enough. I mean, he just, you know, he has a couple really great receivers. If the running back pans out, he just needs to manage games and win, you know, he'll, he'll do all right. Yeah. I, I just Maybe. don't think they have the talent to out, you know, play KC. I think Casey will win in a track meet, yeah. And that's what I think Casey's going to do, is track meet everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess, uh, let's see, AFC North. So, let's pick in Pittsburgh because – the rest of the division Come on. Like, how much <laughs> how much time are we gonna spend on this? I mean, <laughs> I mean the Bengals, Bengals are Bengals looked amazing in the first half of last game. They're dude, they're the most ridiculous team Ooh. to watch. It's yeah. yes, exactly. It's like uh, it's like talk about a team taking on the personality of its coach. I don't know, never understand how Marvin Lewis still has a job. Like this guy just all he does is go to the playoffs and lose or not go. I'm like, yeah. how the what job security is that? Mm-hmm. Then they're like, no, 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 we're going to top you. Like, hold my beer. Like, uh, uh, my whole my franchise <laughs> is in the hands of Andy Dog. Hold my beer. <laughs> this guy. I want to be the next Jeff Fisher. Jeez. That's exactly. He's, he is now – he got the mantle. Uh, yeah. He got it. Um, it's ridiculous. I, I, I think Andy Dalton is going to find his way onto another team the next year. Oh, I wow. think, I think he's going to – I just think they're going to – like, how much of A.J. Green's life are they going to waste with this damn guy, dude? <laughs> <laughs> but they'll – he's, like, brilliant in stretches and then, like, terrible in stretches, right? Like, he's just really... – that, that proves that he has – he just outperforms uh, his own mediocrity, right, yeah. is what happens. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, so I think Steelers. Brown, yeah. we, we talked about the Browns a lot that, that episode a couple episodes ago. Uh, any changes in your pre- feelings on the Browns? Well, the big change is – so I have this list of teams that I'm not interested in watching. And the Browns are kind of not on that list anymore. So Which is so, – that's, that's, that's a something. change, right? I mean, I, don't, I think they're going to win 700% more games than the previous two seasons combined. <laughs> <laughs> you going to flash that math on me, man? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think they'll win six or seven games this year. I mean, they have potential to. Um, yeah, in Hugh Jackson's last year as head coach. So let's <laughs> let's put some let's put some money where our mouth is. Uh, five and a half is the line. Five and a half is the line. Oh, it's four and a half. I'm going. I'm going like six and a half. Six and a half is the line. No, four you and a half is that? the official line. That's what Vegas. Yeah. What's your line? Six and a half. Six and a half. I'll take the under. Let's go. <laughs> All right. What what are we what are we doing here? Uh, this is purely about pride. We don't condone gambling. On this show. I don't know who yeah, you no, think you are. Gambling? Uh, hell yeah, we do. Um, hell yeah, <laughs> they do. Uh, let's. Uh, I don't. Know, let's put a cool what? Six pack. Twenty bucks on it. Twenty bucks on it. Sure. All right. That's a nice six pack. Okay, Craig, hold us. Yeah, that's a very nice. It might be two nice <laughs> six packs. But uh, Craig, hold us to this. Twenty bucks. So I have the. I have. Cleveland winning seven games. You have Cleveland winning six games. Yep. Ah, crap. I should have made it five. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I think they'll win six games for sure. Because I, I can still root for the guys and be like, hey, get there, guys. And it's six yeah. games. Like, that's, that's good. That's good for them. <laughs> Actually, I looked at their schedule and I was like, oh, they're going to win six games. So I just bet on seven games. But whatever. Uh, well. Yeah, you Brian, Brian Schmoll will be, uh, he'll be happy. Yeah. He'll push him over the top. <laughs> The super fan. Yep. So, um, so I have a Rams, Rams, Patriots going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Boring as hell. That's cool. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, I think the. Well, 
I kind of hope that what my, my real hope is that, that Tom retires after the end of the season. So if that means him winning the Super Bowl, so he retires, that's fine. If that means that uh, Donald and Sue like break him in half at some point during the Super Bowl game, that's fine with me too. Because <laughs> the guy still gets I mean, to go home to Giselle. So talk, uh, talk about believing in the greater good. Uh, he can either <laughs> ride out under the sunset or get broken. Yeah, either way. As long as he's, this is his last year, then I'll be happy. Yeah, I didn't. I was. I didn't know we were doing Super Bowl predictions, so I'll just. Uh, I'll take early. mine off the off right. the top of the top of the <laughs> noggin here. Um, I think uh, Niners Texas. I think. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I think a couple a couple older quarterbacks end up there, and it's sort of a a showdown to see who who wants to go out on top in their own right. So I think I'm gonna say. Green Bay goes on a crazy run. Ooh. And Rodgers gets there uh-huh. uh, to cement his kind of legacy, which yeah. is already very well intact, but it's been a while since he was uh-huh. at the big dance. And then somehow, some way. Uh, yeah, Big Ben going. Old, right? old, old, old Roethlisberger finds a way to. No way. Really? Pretend, yeah. pretend to, to ham up a, some injury he got six months ago and pretend he's still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and limp up and down the field and cry and mm-hmm. all that. I just, I just somehow see it because I think yeah. somehow, like some way, I don't know how uh, he manages to do it. Uh, I, he I think that maybe um, the best running back and the best receiver in the league. So, and I think, I think they're gonna let Bell go. I think Bell's gonna inevitably hit the market um, because they they just refuse to pay him what he wants. After um, this year, you mean? Or yeah, yeah, oh. he's on his like they can keep franchising him. He's yeah. just, I mean. At some point, he's it's just not going to make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's apparently turned down a deal from them earlier that he felt like wasn't fair market value, or he wants to reset the market is what he does. Yeah, and they're not like they're not helping him do that. So I think they're going to just give him the ball a ton, and he's just going to like they're like, hey, we're going to run you into the ground if we're to let you go, yeah. and yeah. and they're just going to do that. And when you've got that, um, we talked about the teams in the AFC. Not many of them have a defense. Yeah, the Jags have a damn good defense, mm-hmm. and maybe that does or doesn't work against them. But there's also playoff experience that they still don't have. They got some last year. But you're telling me in a playoff game, push comes to shove, either the Steelers or the Patriots, with all their playoff experience, is not going to like find a way to eke out the Jags. That's just, that just mm-hmm. makes sense to me. So I think that, and then I think – I think I think the Packers just get hot. They go wild card, like you said, and they just get hot and they cruise. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, let's see. There's no Jordy. So who who are their receivers? Devontae Adams is their, their number one receiver. Um, he hasn't necessarily proven that he's the number one guy in terms of a mass yardage thing, mm-hmm. but he's a touchdown guy, and Rodgers will find a way to get that done. Um, they have a young they, they, they – they kind of going platoon at this point. They've got uh, a couple guys. They got, they still got Ty Montgomery, who's kind of like in yeah. between. He's a receiver and a running back, can kind of do both. Um, they got Jamal Williams, who I think is maybe their best back. Um, and they got Aaron Jones, who came in when Jamal Williams got hurt last year. Kind of had a little, a good little burst there. A couple, couple, couple games in a row. Some, some very promising stats. So I think they're going to do committee there. Mm-hmm. Try their best to keep like Rogers alive, and then. Um, you know, in terms of the other receiver, I think they still so they still got Randall Cobb coming out of the slot, who is not 
I mean, he's he's not still he's not bad. He's still yeah, still got that. And they, you know, Rodgers just elevates everyone that's around him, right? So, what do you need another receiver to do? Like, you know, yeah. move the chains every now and then, stretch the field every now and then, whatever it is, he'll find a way. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not super huge on this, especially from a fantasy perspective. They added Jimmy Graham. That's going to do something to a defense. Might not yeah. necessarily mean he's like going to be some touchdown monster or something, but he's going to occupy space mm-hmm. and, and create space for the other guys. So I just feel like they've still got all of the pieces you need to do it. Um, we'll see. And the corner cornerback has been their problem for a long time, and they've just been investing so much in him in each draft. I'm like, if any of these corners pan out, you're giving Rodgers the ball back a couple times? Mm-hmm. Like – what do you think's yeah. gonna happen? He's not gonna. He's gonna cash in on those. So, yeah. I don't know. I just, I see it as kind of a perfect storm brewing, but we'll see. Yeah, I think Minnesota's probably too deep for them to take the division, but they'll, they could, if they get in the wild card. Anything can happen, right? So. Yeah, and it's one of those things where two weird things happen when you play a team three times in a year, right? We saw it with the Niners and Seahawks. Those, those the couple year run, mm-hmm. those games are crazy, and weird things kept happening in each game, yeah. um, especially the the later games. So. Yeah, the Vikings are favored, and the Vikings are stacked. But that third game, let's say the Vikings win the first two. That third game, you tell me they're not going to be wondering, like, damn, Rodgers owes us one, man. He's going to come. He's going to get us. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. He is capable of winning games on his own. So, 100%, man. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. So, we'll see. I, I honestly hadn't thought about it much uh, until you started talking about it, and I was like, you know, maybe, maybe that's how it plays out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been going for a while you have any what a any fantasy uh knowledge you want to share um knowledge is a sleepers strange, strange or um, wait you had a draft well, right? i, I had a draft yesterday um with the fam mm-hmm. it's a great time i had the 10th pick out of 12 oh right uh, my, my my response as well. Um, I won't go round by round of who I who I got, but you know, first first two picks I'll, I'll say were uh, Leonard Fournette, mm. and then on the way back in the second round, I took Michael Thomas. Okay. So I was really just trying to trying to go for a bit of a balanced approach, like kind of have like RB one as I see him uh, in Fournette, a wide receiver one Michael Thomas, who you know I feel like. At the end of the year, he's always totaling around like kind of 90 catches around that range. And um, it's a PPR format. So, or close to a PPR format, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, Fournette doesn't get a lot of catches. So, that's a downgrade, but mm-hmm. he just gets so many carries. He's going to get the ball so many times. I just feel like that's volume is going to take control there. So, but it sounds um, like you're, you're kind of betting on him taking a little bit of a leap this year. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, I'm I'm hoping this. I, I now got him on two teams. Uh, I'm hoping that they they see they see that they have to run the offense through him completely. It can't be just a running game and let and hope and pray to God that Bortles doesn't screw it up. But instead, go like, hey, no, this is our this is our he's our offense. So mm-hmm. let's get him the ball and some swing passes. Let's let's get him out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Let's do that because. Um, you got to have everything go through him. So I'm, I'm hoping for that. Uh, I think his touchdown potential is still obviously very high. He showed last year that he's even at his size and his frame, he's got the wheels to go, mm-hmm. to go, to go the distance. So I think he, you know, he goes with that. 
His his concern is the the nagging ankle and Blake Bortles. Those are his concerns. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I, I, I tried to just go with safe volume uh, mm-hmm. for that first pick. Um my, I was strongly considering Julio Jones with that pick, but uh, the trade, a trade happened, and uh, the team that jumped in front of me took Julio. Hmm. So I felt like there weren't other receivers there that I would wanted to really gamble for. Julio was gone. Odell was gone. Um, Antonio was and, gone. Yeah, Antonio was gone. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So you know, the the kind of the top end running backs were gone. The guys you'd expect, and Antonio, and then Odell went, and then you know it sort of just went from there. So. I felt like my real toss-up was Leonard Fournette and Cream Hunt. Uh, I, I have nothing against Cream Hunt. I've got him on two teams as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, he's awesome. He led the league in running last year, all that stuff. But with Mahomes, there's just a lot of question marks, and I don't know how it's going to work in terms of Hunt's receiving ability, right? He's still a good receiver. Can Mahomes hit him? Like, these guys, guys with these crazy strong arms, sometimes that's the hardest pass for them to make, right? Yeah. And you, I don't know. So – Hunt also had a stretch last year where he went kind of cold, and I don't know if that was because of him getting burned out, because of the play calling getting stale. You never know. So I went for net. Yeah, and I can see an argument for either one. I mean, yeah, Hunt, you know, you could also argue that Hunt because because of Mahomes' arm, it's going to open up some stuff underneath for him. You know, but um, yeah, yeah. Either way, I think it's it's probably yeah. both those picks make sense. Yeah. They didn't use Hunt as a three-down back last year for a majority of the year, um, and I think it was because he started to get burned out. But I also just think they want to balance the, the load a little bit. So um, that kind of sold it for me too. Yeah, I think Burnett will probably take a leap this year. Um, at least to some degree, he'll probably step it up a little bit. Yeah. And Thomas is uh, he's like, the, like the next, the top of the next tier of receivers. So Right, just consistent. I mean, you just want a guy that, you know, at the end of the year is going to get, you know, I mean, you're just trying to get, it's a race to 90 catches. Like you just get, get there, you know, and, and go from there. Uh, the rest of my team pans out as so. I got Fournette, Michael Thomas, other running backs, Joe Mixon. Uh, That's a good one. Other receive other receivers, uh, um, Amari Cooper mm-hmm. as my second receiver. Uh, catches, yeah. Ideally, I think Gruden's just going to figure out the best way to get him targets. I, I don't know. It's a it's a lot of faith in Gruden there, but I I also think Cooper's too talented to just be as inconsistent as he's been. But I don't know. In either case, he's wide receiver too. So yeah. if I have to, if I, you know, have to bench him because of a matchup or something, I'm not totally stuck. Um, tight end, I got Kyle Rudolph. I think uh, mm-hmm. he's just quietly, for the lack, for whatever reason, under the radar, quietly, whatever you want to say, uh, he just kind of puts up pretty consistent numbers every year. And yeah. Kirk clearly, so clearly doesn't mind throwing touchdowns to tight ends. I mean. It's, pretty much what he did in Washington. They didn't have receivers that were doing it. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that one works uh, for, for their offense too. Um, plus with Dalvin Cook and Diggs and Thielen, like mm-hmm. Rudolph kind of is going to be singled up a lot of the time. So we'll see. That's a that's sort of a, a toss-up. Tight end's a real wasteland in fantasy these days. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of just, you know, if you don't get Gronk, Kelsey, or Ertz, right. you kind of – you almost don't need to draft one. But um, – and then at the flex, I got a couple options. Uh, I got a grouping of guys. I got uh, Marquise Goodwin, who I think obviously with Jimmy G proved to have a great connection last year. I mean, he was putting up about 80. I think his averages was like 85 or you know 90 yards a game wow. um, with, with Jimmy. Um, he was running as a number one because Garcon was hurt. So this year he'd be running as the number two, um, kind of flexing in there. So anyway, there's him. Um, I've got a rookie upside with Kerryon Johnson in Detroit. I'd 
really just got to wait for him to eventually take the job over or at least get more carries than uh, LeGarrette Blunt and Theo Riddick and some of these, and Amir Abdullah and kind of these other guys. So he's more of a, I got to wait on him. Mm-hmm. But um, like those are veterans sleeper, ahead of him, but they're not like like imposing veterans, you know? I mean, for, like uh, uh, Blunt's going to get his, he's going to get his downhill work and goal line work yeah. and all that. But I mean, in a league that, really does reward receptions and, and kind of like, you know, these sort of like net yardage type of players. I think carry on has got some upside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I won't go through my whole bench, but my sleeper that I've been talking about a lot that I'm trying to get on every team uh, is Mike Williams from the chargers. Um, mm-hmm. Just despite, you know, them being a team you don't want to watch at all this year. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, they lost their tight end. Um, mm-hmm. The two, they lost both their tight ends. The gates is gone and Hunter Henry was going to take, the the mantle over from uh, from from Gates and he got hurt um, in the beginning before the year he got like first organized team activity or something so he's he's gonna be out mm-hmm. so I think there's a there's a void in red zone targets uh, that's gonna be there yeah Tyrell Williams is also there Keenan Allen the hell of a route runner he's gonna get some touchdowns they throw it to the backs there I get all that but just the fifty fifty shot um, I think that's Mike Williams domain and I'll dike I'll I'll, I'll go into it quickly, but when we were watching Deshaun Watson in college, I mean, it was hard not to get enamored with a lot of things that he brought to the table. I was always kind of down. I've always been kind of down on him because of the spread quarterback thing and all that. Mm-hmm. But what I, I tuned into Clemson to watch Mike Williams, man. This mm-hmm. dude was just balling, like, especially those national championship games. Mm-hmm. He was he was a man amongst boys most of the time, and they were playing Alabama, man. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't playing, like, some scrub college. Yeah, sure. So – I just think he's got um, – he got hit with some nagging injuries last year, and I think he, you know, can finally get to, to run uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's going to be able to do it. They throw a ton. Uh, it just seems like it's worth a gamble. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. You know. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good – I would expect nothing nothing less from you, obviously. Oh, here we go. Just, <laughs> just. So it's such an experienced fantasy player. Well, when it's literally all you care about. I'm kidding. Uh, no, that's fine. This this time of year is great, man. And yeah, I know you're taking the year off, but you you know how much fun all this stuff is. And mm-hmm. next year, when you're back, and we can get rid of this horrid nightmare that you're putting me through, uh, where I'm just bitter uh, at the family league. That's all. Well, just uh, just uh, don't give up hope that easily, man. It's a uh, there's always a time. There's always a chance. The Sunny still run this thing. Or? Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> you gonna, gonna pull the strings from uh, from former colleagues? <laughs> oh yeah, I should. Um, yeah, now that uh, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, maybe the next year I'll be in the. We won't ruin the mystery on that. So when Sonny listens to this, he'll be like, "These two <laughs> bastards crafted this together." <laughs> he doesn't need to know that. Speaking no. of uh, scrub colleges, actually, just like small schools. My sure. um, my nephew is yeah. he's playing on. It's not. There aren't there aren't scholarships in Division three, but there's okay. um, you know they they help you out you know if they want yeah. your team. So he's going to be playing for Pacific Lutheran University this year. Hey, look at that! Yeah, in the fam. Yeah, they um you know in high school he moved from tight end to quarterback for the last couple of years. They moved him back to tight end, but he's also punter. Okay. And his yeah. average in his senior year, he was quarterback and punter. His average mm-hmm. was forty six yards a punt. Not bad, and. Last year, PLU's punter averaged 36 yards a punt. <laughs> so I kind of, I'm hoping. Fired. Fingers, yeah, that he's going to take over that starting punting job. 
And actually, what play. an interesting, what an interesting idea to have your quarterback be your punter and vice versa. Like yeah. the fake, the fake game's got to be strong. There like, you go. how are you not wanting to fake it all the time? You're like, dog, this guy can sling it, bro. <laughs> So yeah, they moved him back to tight end, but they also have him punting. So I'm hoping he gets to gets to play, actually get on the field as a punter. Yeah, yeah, freshman, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Speaking, We're all pulling for him. Yeah, I know, right? Max Buchanugan. Crazy Easy. last name, I know, right? <laughs> last thing, last thing I'll say is, um, let's talk about punters for a second, because oh, here we go. <laughs> you know what? It's I mean. all been leading up to this. <laughs> you know how bitter I was. When the Seahawks took a punter with the fifth round pick in the draft. But yeah. now that I've seen him play, he actually forced John Ryan, who was a, one of the best punters in the league, I'd say, into retirement. Yeah. The guy retired because he was like, oh, this guy's too good. <laughs> I can't compete yeah. with this. When I read, like, I was reading some of the tweets that I think were going on during the draft at that point, because I, <laughs> I saw your text before I saw the I pick. So just, it happened to work out that way. And, yeah, the salt was great. You might as well have been a margarita, man. You were oh. salty as all. And I remember just looking up Twitter because, you know, Twitter's like, it's, it's an amazing resource during the draft especially. Like, you sure. got stories and resources and stuff about these guys that come out. That's amazing. Anyway, I just remember seeing something that was like, Oh yeah, like like they're like this is one of those picks that like people are like oh my god a punter this early blah blah but then you're like oh wait he's the best punter in the world like apparently what he was doing in college was just unheard of as well in terms of how consistent he was and the ability it was just the boom kicks and things so um, yeah I yeah mean, I mean was it if, the last game or the game before when he like had two two punts that basically landed with inside the ten and went out of like three fifty five yeah. yard plus punts yeah there was. So the one time that he uh, he actually outkicked his coverage, so it was like a 62-something yard punt, but it only was up in the air for 4.8 seconds. So the guys, they couldn't quite cover it. And yeah. a long no chance. And he, he's an Aussie Rules football player. He took yeah. that guy, and he there was no doubt that he was going to make the, the, the tackle. I mean, it wasn't like one right. of these punchers kind of like whiffing sure. the guy happens to go out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. Like he took the guy – and just spun around and like just just like just body slammed him. I mean, yeah. I was like okay, even when he doesn't like you know, like there's nobody's gonna get past him. So I'm pretty happy actually. With I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you found something positive to fill your time with uh, <laughs> now that fantasy is not uh, around. When I'm giving you shit all year about how how what you're missing, well, the void that you have with uh, without fantasy, uh-huh. you just. You're, uh, Something else. The you're writing. You're writing. Punch. You're writing soliloquies over here about the punter that the, <laughs> that the Seahawks just drafted. So I just want to, you. To, I want the record right. to show mm-hmm. that I made fun of you about not having a, uh, something positive to pay attention to this year, like fantasy, and you chose to just go on about uh, about the punter, man. I'm 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 hoping for as many three and outs as possible. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just want to see this guy punt. <laughs> We're finally in agreement about something on the Seahawks. This is fucking amazing. It took this long. It took six years and two episodes for us to however long, however many episodes we did. Fourteen years and a half an episode. <laughs> yeah, what is this Game of Thrones? What the hell? We take so long between these things. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Thanks. Ah, anyway, well, one more meaningless week of preseason, and then the season starts. So. Yep. 
uh, I'm glad it's back. <laughs> yeah. And when it, that was a long, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's funny. Sometimes like the milestones of it feel like they go by faster, but then the overall, like the totality of off season still seems like it's forever. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't know. So. Well, go. anyway, it's good to be back on the horse. Um, we've got the whole year ahead of us. So let's see if we can record at least once during the year. <laughs> yeah, we got to get you the Paul or get Brian back or maybe uh, get Craig on here, maybe get Sonny for the first time. on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we got a couple first-timers that want to get on. So oh, Bicky? we'll have to make it happen. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Bicky's, uh, Sonny and Bicky are both Raiders fans, right? Oh, this is what you're going to do? You're going to just load oh, up no, the spice a... before they go? <laughs> no, wait. Vicky's a Niners fan. Yeah. Okay. All right. Correct. Well, that'll be I, thought you, I thought you were throwing shade. That was actually accidental. Damn. It was a little you bit. Were... It's been a long time since I talked to Vicky about football. So. Yeah. Well, it's been a long time since he knew anything about football, too, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Cool. Well, I guess, uh, what, this has been the slam and go? I guess this has been the slide and go. Uh, I, uh, I, I do, I do think we, we, we got to set the bar a little higher, not just in our overall performance, but in doing this more often. So let's okay. make that happen. All right, let's do it. We'll do it twice a year. There it is. That's progress. <laughs> Three times a year. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right. Cool. Signing off. And slide and go. Slango.com. We'll see you. We'll see you next time, and we don't know when that is. <laughs> Who knows? We'll find out. Craig will know. Anyway, all right. Sounds good. Whew. Happy football, everybody. Happy football. Happy football.